I'll try to go slow so you can really shuffle it in your mouth. Previously on The Deep. When Percy, Tig, and Dr. Marisha Keene returned from their little submarine expedition with the corpse of a construction worker, they accidentally discovered two other corpses in the moon pool. It bends for just a second, and then all of a sudden it pops open, and these two bodies come crumbling out of it, and they're both in these sort of orange jumpsuits. Oh, fuck! You look at the name tags, and you realize that this is Adam and Lisa, the construction workers you met when you first got here. They met up with the rest of the science crew on board Deepwater Plymouth, and they debated what the next step should be. They decided to split up. Security officer Joel Lawrence stayed in the comms room to monitor everyone on the surveillance cameras. Percy and Dr. Keene went to the galley for food supplies, and Percy began brewing some coffee to resupply his body with fluids after all the vomiting he'd done. You hear the uh, coffee machines start to percolate and brew, and you kind of snap back and realize what it is, and it kind of puts you at ease. Christ! (laughs) While they were there, they heard something strange. You hear something skitter, and it just kind of like is clanging a little bit, um, maybe in the ducts or something like that, but it just, the way that it's echoing makes it seem like it's all around you. Like that. Sid and Ty went to the garage to construct a makeshift flamethrower. All right, and uh, Ty starts just grabbing everything. He makes sure to get the actual, um, plasma cutter uh, for one to make sure that that comes up and stays with us. Sydney and Claire went down to the moon pool to investigate the two dead bodies. What the fuck is this, Sydney? I'm not really sure. Um, it almost looks like they were deflated. Yeah, kinda. Maybe there's a point of entry. Uh, could you help me flip this over? Uh, sure. And it proved to be Claire's final moments in Deepwater Plymouth. Claire, you see Sydney's hand begins to deform into sort of these tentacles as they reach and latch onto your body, and they wrap themselves, climbing up slowly, and you can feel as your hand begins to go numb, and then the rest of your body begins to go numb, and you look down, and you can see that Sydney has become this sort of amorphous liquid that is now encompassing the majority of you. And the next thing you know, it's creeping up over your mouth, and you try to scream, but it just blocks out any noise that you can possibly get out. You try and struggle against it, but no matter how you move, it's like swimming in the deepest sea. Claire, you are dead. We now return to the comms room to check in with security officer Joel Lawrence.
everybody except for Joel, go ahead and deafen yourself because. Uh, oh my God! Oh, <laughs> we're starting with this again. We're starting with this again. Oh my God! All the secrets are mine. Mine. Perfect. It gives me plenty of time to eat my cake. Great. Have fun. I'll try to go slow so you can really shuffle it in your mouth. Don't take that out of context. That that was weird. I shouldn't have said that. That's a hundred percent going at both the beginning and the uh, end of the episode. <laughs> Why both? Don't do that. <laughs> All right, so Joel, you are uh, you're currently sitting in front of this, uh, this sort of large terminal area. You know, there's a couple of different screens. Um, one of the monitors displays different commands and things that you can kind of uh, run through its touch screen. Um, and then the other one uh, is the one that you've been looking at all of the different cameras on, and you can type into a keyboard under it, and it you know you hit uh, W and it goes forward and if you hit uh, Q it goes backwards or whatever right. it doesn't really matter but um, and so uh, who are you keeping an eye on exactly like what are you uh, what are you trying to look at right now uh, so I imagine that a lot of the stuff he's doing while the team is split up is he just like flicks through everyone to keep tabs on everyone until those people settle into like their particular tasks so like if the the food slash supply team once they get to like the pantry or whatever and like start like filling bags and stuff he'd probably keep off them for a bit longer and switch to someone else so it's just like he hits the button next every little bit just to make sure he has eyes on everyone so you're kind of uh flipping through flipping through flipping through and after a second you notice that there is this tentacled creature that is sort of absorbing Claire like in the middle of the monitor and um, you don't see Sydney so you would imagine what is probably going on great the the camera that's in the med bay um, can they like destroy that from inside or is it like a micro camera in the wall or something it looks like if they could get up to it because it's on the ceiling and uh, mm-hmm. but if they could somehow get up there it doesn't seem like that would be impossible now yeah why don't they do that so that we can stop having camera feed in there for an era mystery they can still stay in there I guess because I think the um, flamey boys are on my level right they went to the did they go to the robotics lab to pick up supplies or yeah they they're on the same level as you yep okay. they're, and they're, they're, they're coming back probably within the next uh I would say that you can see them on the camera feed coming back to you at this point. Okay. Great, great. Then... Uh, you see the a tentacle t- uh, extend out of Dr. Waldron, and uh, it, like, sort of beats against the camera lens for a second, and then all of a sudden it just goes to static. Great. And the other team is in the pantry, right? I'm remembering that correctly, roughly. Uh, they actually look like they're moving from the, the galley area into... Mm-hmm the dorms for some reason you don't have any sound so yeah you know you'd have to actually radio them if you wanted to know what was going on great sounds good all right let's uh welcome everybody back dr keen and um and uh you're with percy correct yes okay so you have gotten a duffel bag that is filled up with uh, food and various things like that. And so um, I would assume that you guys are heading to the ladder to go at, back up to the comms room? Yes. Sydney, um, are you rushing up the ladder at this point then? Oh, yeah. I'm running back in hysterics. I think, Dr. Keene and Percy, you would see uh, Sydney coming up the ladder uh, towards you guys as you're getting ready to go up to the uh, third floor towards um, the comms room. Yeah, she looks super distraught. Her, some of her clothes are torn a little bit, uh, and she's covered in some kind of weird goo. Sydney, are you all right? Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, I, uh, it got clear. It? Yeah, the thing. We went to look at the bodies. Uh, oh my god. You're in the comms room, right? 
they're like right on the landing, I think, from the ladder coming up from the moon pool room. I would, you know what I mean? Like they're right in the second floor. Would I hear them? Um, go ahead and roll me wisdom. Sydney is in hysterics, so she's definitely not being quiet. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I mean, I've seen this on the, the video feed. So, and Joel's right in the comms. So if the other team is coming back to comms, he wants to get a drop on the situation too. Okay. No worries. Yeah, you can. You guys can all make your way towards there. Yeah, Joel will just let the other two know that something's gone down and they're right downstairs. Perfect. Well, then, yeah, Sid and uh, Ty, you don't have to roll anything. You guys can just uh, make your way down there as well and talk to Sydney. Who, I mean, is covered in this goo. Like, she is... It's sort of like this very viscous, dark red sort of liquid. Well, that is one viscous fluid over there. Jesus. (sighs) How did it happen? Well... Claire and I were going to investigate the bodies, and it just it came out of nowhere. What came out of nowhere? The creature we were chasing or preparing for. So we've confirmed it's not in the biolab anymore, then? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm covered in Claire goo. I don't know how to process that information, if I'm being honest. She's just like, how do you think I feel? Sticky, I guess. Come back to the comms room. Yeah, we're going to head back to the comms room. Let's go. Her torches are in there. Yeah, I'd feel more comfortable in the comms room for sure. Uh, Marisha, well, like, what is Sydney like up to being like gently maneuvered? Because Marisha's just going to put like her hands on her shoulders and walk beside her and just like guide her into the comms room. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you guys. Yeah, come on. I immediately uh, grab the the first, you know, sort of torch um, thing in there and start like uh, filling my pockets with uh, some of the other sort of accelerant things that we brought up. Um, you guys haven't made any sort of uh, like. You just have like small acetylene torches at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, it's still just the it. torch, okay. but yeah, I'm I'm definitely still having that thing on me. Keep that okay. motherfucking thing on me. Um, seeing the current change of events, I think I would be rather frantically trying to assemble something, anything really. What are you trying to build? Um, the biggest fuck off flamethrower I can, if I'm being honest. All right. Uh, does anybody want to assist him? I will. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and roll me an intelligence at advantage? Um, and you can also take a minus two. Okay. So at advantage with a minus two, you said? Correct. Yep. Remember, low is good. Okay. You want to roll under your intelligence. So first roll is 16, so minus 2 would be 14, which would be a pass. And then the other one is a nat 1, actually. Nice! I think that you actually can very easily, just with the tools that you have available, you sort of take uh, this propane tank and a little bit of this rubber hose that you have, and you modify this uh, nozzle with a couple of valves that slowly uh, make it smaller, and they're just these copper fittings that you then enclose with these uh, with these uh, pipe fittings, and then you take the acetylene torch, and again with these large sort of uh, pipe fitting collars, you tighten them around, and basically the acetylene torch, once it goes, it just kind of sits as this pilot light, and when you uh, squeeze in this trigger, it shoots out this fucking huge gout of flame from the propane torch. And you uh, even managed to get some straps on it. Like, it's it's a pretty serviceable flamethrower. Also, um, I think uh, because I remember Percy mentioning it, like, as soon as you uh, do the first gout, uh, Percy grabs onto the, fla- or the fire extinguisher that's next to the door and kind of hugs it close. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that isn't sufficient, I don't know what's going to be. So what did it look like? It's it's really hard to explain. There were tentacles, and it moved in a really strange way, like 
It doesn't have a vertebrae. It was really slimy. Where did it come from? I'm not sure. We were examining the bodies and it attacked. Okay, and then how, I hate to say it, how did it attack? I see you're covered in goo there, you know, but um, what what happened, you know? Uh, I saw it grab Claire and I ran, I don't know. Okay. Hmm. Did you get a taser? N- no. Oh, okay. Um, that was a damn fine taser if I'm... It's a shame to lose it, but, um... Sorry, I'm just panicking here. Um, since it seems our, our rules of engagement have changed here, um, does anybody have a, a an idea of what we should do? Um, I, I think what Joel's going to do is um, he's going to suggest uh, trying to reach up to the surface like an SOS. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Yeah, that should have been the first thing we did, really. Um, I don't... <laughs> Fuck me, man. Um... We're in the right fucking room for it. Yeah. Um, so, Joel, you uh, press a few buttons on the touchscreen, and then you uh, lean down into the microphone, and you see this sort of orange blinking arrow that has this triangle surrounding it, and it says, Warning, fiber optic coupling is disconnected. Well, that ain't good. Um... Maybe somebody should reconnect it, yeah? That'd be me. That's why they brought me down here. Do you know where it is? I'm gonna have to get suited up. But yeah, it's right up the top. Is it just like a, a cable that goes all the way to the surface? or? It's a big fucking cable. Oh, that big fucking cable. Okay. I might need another diver with me, though. Plus, I don't think any of us should go alone anywhere. Yeah, I, I think we should stay in as big a group as possible, yeah? I, I've only got two suits. That's uh, it's going to be a bit of a problem. I can see that right now. Well, I, I hate to say it with your, um, you know, very, very recent uh, uh, trauma, but uh, isn't uh, that your specialty, Sydney? You know, diving and shit? Yes, I suppose it is. I'd take Percy, but he got all fucked up on the first go. <laughs> well, she's already covered in goo. What's a little bit more around her, right? It's fine. Yeah, that'd be good for her. She just kind of eyeballs you for a second. <laughs> Show of hands who's comfortable diving. I definitely lift my hand. <laughs> Would I be able to dive, or do I need to, like, be outside of the suits? to do stuff. You should be outside of the suits in case of an emergency. Okay. So you guys, Tig probably has has a better deal of experience than you guys. So, well, he does, but... He's the one who has to connect the cable, so he has to go. Yeah. So, Tig and Sydney? I've got some diving experience, but I fucking hate it. I guess that leaves me as the second best choice. Only if you're mentally up to it. I know what seeing people die can do to people. <sighs> Maybe if we could get a wet wipe or something, that might help. A towel of some sort would be really great. Before we go, maybe some of the doctors should take a look at that goo. See what the fuck it is. Bioengineers. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dr. Keen will step forward and just, like, do the finger swipe thing, like, against her shoulder or something, and just, like... Just to get a better, just to get like a closer look at some of it, is it, um, is it like blood or is it just like this? Without looking at it under a microscope, you, uh, you cannot figure out what this is. Well, Sid definitely wants his hands all up in that fluid, so uh, he's going to touch it for sure. Um, and there's plenty of microscopes <laughs> in the biology lab, just so you know. I need to look at it under a microscope if I want to know what it is. No offense, you sure we have time for science? I'd much rather get working on getting out of here. Yeah, but if we don't know what this is, we don't know how it's going to react with the stuff that you're going to be breathing, either. Are you saying that it might not be safe to put her in the suit? Well, until we get it clean, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. If I don't know what it is, I don't know how it's going to react with the chemicals, that she, with the chemicals and the fluids that she's going to be breathing in. 
Oh, that's fine. We got a clean room. We got a decontamination chamber. We just hose her off. So yeah, wait, let's let's hose her off. I'm gonna, but I would like a slide of that just for just for my own purposes, for our purposes. Mm-hmm. I do want to know what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of texture is it, Tim? It is. <laughs> it is like kind of a sticky sort of a sort of a jam-like substance. Would you say it's almost like glue? Um, not quite that sticky, but it's uh, it's quite quite gross. Hmm. Okay. Well, come on, let's 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 get going. Like every second we we wait around here, you know, there's another second that one of us can get killed by a big fuck off tentacle monster. Yeah. I agree. Bandit girl wants to wash off. Someone should at least stand by the door, and make sure she's all right. Lead the way. You got the flamethrower. I, I I guess so, yeah. All right. Okay, Sid, let's go. We should close every door behind us. They automatically close behind you. Oh, never mind. Could we lock every door behind us? Joel, you do have a... Uh, you do have Hughes's uh, <laughs> passcode. You could lock every door behind you if you wanted. I kind of don't think this thing has a problem getting around locked doors, seeing that it escaped from the one lab and got downstairs. That is a very, very fine point there, Tyke. I just wanted to see if, like, we leave somewhere and we come back and the door's open, that would be a a clue that uh, something fucky was going on. It very much would be. But unfortunately, the doors close automatically. Well, come on, let's go get you hosed off. Yeah, you guys can head to the bathrooms. Um, well, outside of the bathrooms, so that uh, Sydney can go in and uh, shower off, and you guys can keep watch on the outside. Yeah, uh, pause real fast. While they're doing that, does uh, the only doctor left around wants to try to look at the Claire Goo? Should we put that in motion simultaneously so we can get a head start on that if that's something people actually want to do? Yes, I would like to do that. Okay, so who is going to go with Dr. Keen then? Is it the biology lab we have to go to to do that? Correct. Yes. And that's the one where the monster first appeared, right? Correct. Uh, how about an all hands on deck sort of thing with that one, huh? So do we want to so do we want to wait for everybody else? Or well, the four of us. Unless someone wants to stick around for comms. I mean, Fluid's guy did have that flamethrower. Yeah, I, it's better to be overly cautious, especially given the situation that we're in. How long do you think it's going to take you? A few minutes? 10, 20? I don't know. I don't know. Well, we're dealing with something that's completely unprecedented here. Let's get a head start. If it looks like it's going to take too long, we'll pull back, but we can at least secure the area and get you going. And he just kind of points at the only three other people left in the room with him and uh, kind of signals just with a gesture for them to follow him down. Wait, so are you just leaving Sydney alone while she's showering? No, Sid and Sid are a power couple right now. Oh, I got you. Okay, I'm sorry. I must have missed that part. I just wanted to make 100% sure. That's all. Mr. Goo and Ms. Liquid. (laughs) Wow, fluids. Team fluids. <laughs> a fluid power couple. Okay, so let's uh, let's it. start with moving uh, to the biology lab with uh, with teammate then. So on the way there, um, since uh, Sid has the only flamethrower, um, like uh, if I see like a, a big wrench or anything along the way, I'm gonna grab it and just keep it in my hand i'll also walk ahead of everybody too you still do have those uh couple of uh torches in your uh pocket as well oh okay joel's taking point yeah um, why don't and, you uh right. why don't you take our six then joel will right. take point you take our six and then we'll keep the uh the squishies between us all right <laughs> yeah and I, I take out one of the the torches then too hey marisha has her spork listen there's oh my God. <laughs> Percy picked up a pool cue, so... Yeah, so did she, so... Great. So, Dr. Keen, you think that you might be able to uh, mess around with Tig's torch a little bit 
and maybe uh, maybe adjust it so that it would empty all of the acetylene at once. It would make it a one-time use, but it would shoot a hell of a fucking flame. If you were interested, I bet I could mess with that a little bit and make it, you know, shoot all of its fuel at once. It would only work once, but... Yeah, I bet we could do that, but uh, it'd make it a lot more dangerous for us, too. It'd be a shame if uh, we're facing a fucking monster and we end up killing ourselves making a grenade and die by our own hand. That's very true. And you guys continue through the galley and you get to the door that is currently locked, so you'll need to enter in your passcode, Joel, in order to open up the biolab. That's easily done. Probably. I'm not a smart man. (laughs) (laughs) One, two... Three, four, and then he covers up the last one. Five. <laughs> one, two, three, three. Fuck. <laughs> Percy kind of sniffs at the air a bit and then goes, Oh, fuck, I forgot. And runs over to the uh, pot of coffee that he had been brewing when the they coffee? left. <laughs> All right. So the door slides open, and you can see that there is this viscous puddle on the floor and you notice that it's sort of off to your right hand side um, and there is this tipped over sort of terrarium and next to it are these microscopes and uh, centrifuge and you know pipettes and uh, different um, slides and slide covers and you know things like that and uh, sterilized water or I mean distilled water is the word I'm looking for here we go, and she'll just sort of like clap her hands and rub them together, and just, she'll just go straight over to a microscope and start. All right. Uh, give me a minus five intelligence, and I'll deal with Joel. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll cover the doors to the north and south. Yep. Um, and east, I guess. <laughs> so that's a four. That's a pass. Okay. So this is explosive cell death. You see nothing but shrapnel from cells and its nucleic material. And they're definitely human cells, or at least at one point were. Holy fuck. One of you come over here and look at this. Not it. I'll walk over. With my mug of coffee. Or pots, I guess. This is... This is just cell death. This, But this isn't... This is explosive cell death. This is this is like nothing I've ever seen before. She just got completely annihilated. This is I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't this. Can you think of anything that could do this? So are you saying all that stuff is Claire? Yeah. You know of certain cancers that can cause explosive cell death, not this rapidly. Um, there are also certain viruses that can do this, but again, this is unprecedented. Like, the amount of time that Sydney and Claire were gone for Claire to be reduced to this is amazing. It, there, there are diseases that can cause it, cancers, viruses, that sort of thing, but nothing on this level. This is, if this was under any of the circumstances, it would be completely fascinating, but this is, this is a dizzying amount of cell death. And look at that, there's nucleic material. I don't know what we're dealing with anymore. So how could it blow up an entire person and get on another person and it do nothing to him? I don't know, because she's covered in human. She's covered in human DNA, human cells. But I, I, I don't know. Whatever force did this, it's very specific. Because other than, you know, the trauma of watching someone explode in front of you, Sid... Sydney looked pretty unharmed. Joel shrugs and he says, well, while we're here, you want to do some fancy science experiments or whatever to see if we can get anything more than, oh yeah, a woman died today? I think maybe we ought to modify this torch. <laughs> and I go and hand it over to her. <laughs> okay, she'll do that. And she'll, she'd also like, and she'll say, uh, get me a couple, get her a couple more samples of that stuff because... I don't know if there's anything else I can do with she can do with it, but uh, she'd like to try. 
Okay, so um, how long would you like to spend, I think, is the more important question. How long have we been gone so far? Um, maybe like 20 minutes. I think when you originally sort of looked at it, you couldn't believe what you were looking at. And so, you know what I mean? Like, it took a while of, like, searching through all of this slide to verify, like, nope, this is this is definitely what I think it is. Fuck. <laughs> so probably another another 20 minutes or so. Okay. So there is a very similar liquid on the floor near where you're standing. And you would imagine that that might be Wallace. I think that puddle is Wallace. Um, oh, it's left of him anyway. Why don't you make me another uh, intelligence, uh, same minus five. Okay. Oh, that is a natural one. So you're staring at, again, just explosive cell death, just shrapnel from nucleic material and things like that but you also notice that there is this rather small sort of disc like shaped it looks like a virus but it it looks like no virus you've ever seen it looks constructed almost it's dormant or dead at this point it seems as though it's already created a mechanical bond with some of the shrapnel of one of the cells and you can see that there is sort of something that it is injected and knowing what you know about biology you would imagine that whatever this this virus or this machine is it must be rapidly injecting RNA into the cell's nucleic material and trying to create copies of itself, basically trying to reproduce itself, and it must have just been such a shocking sort of introduction that it immediately caused explosive cell death. So this is a virus. At least it looks like a virus and it's behaving like a virus. It, there's, it, It's dormant. It looks almost built. It injected something into the human cell's material into the human cell's nucleus so fast that it just exploded. I'm not going to pretend to understand much of that, but what you're saying is that there's a virus floating around that makes people explode. I don't, I don't think it... Because if it was floating around, then we'd all be exploded by now. At least I think. I mean, to me, it seems like that tentacle monster shoots viruses. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever it is, these little discs, they're not moving. Well, you guys can't see into the microscope, but that's what I'm looking at. <laughs> they're not moving. But there's a theory that viruses aren't... There's no category for viruses. There's a, bu a bunch of debate as to whether they're actually alive or actually dead or whatever. But there's no category. And there was this friend that I had, well, acquaintance, in grad school who th had this conspiracy theory that they were all constructed and they were all from outer space, and I don't like the way this looks. I am seeing things that I do not want to be seeing. Great. Space virus. Fuck, I hope not. Well, how does a space virus get all the way the fuck down here? This is as far away from space as you could possibly be. Well, think about it. Where do they do experiments to be done in space? At the bottom of the ocean. With that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, ask everybody that is in the biology lab to mute themselves, and we will go over to Sid and Sydney. Oh, no. So, Sid, you're, you're outside of this, uh, the bathroom uh, module, and every creak and groan, even though you know that the pressure is constantly causing Deepwater Plymouth to just creak and groan. Every single one of these noises causes you to twist and turn and look, and no part of you can relax while you are alone waiting for the water to turn off. And eventually it does. And Sydney, you 
get dressed and get some clean clothes on and uh, you come out. What are you guys doing? Well, that looks much better. Uh, thanks. Yeah, um, you know, shower does wonders for the mind as well as the body. What, what say we get back to the rest of them, huh? Yeah, uh, let's, let's go. We can walk back this way. You make your way through, um, the, the lounge module and then you get, uh, into the next one. And as the door opens into the comms module, you see sort of movement and then the door on the other side where the, uh, where the ladder would be closes. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I did. Do you think we should keep standing here? Should we investigate what that was? I I don't want to fucking investigate it if I'm being honest, but I don't want to be standing here neither. Not with just the two of us. This thing seems to still work, though, and he's kind of going to pull on the trigger a little bit with the flamethrower. I'm going to take your lead, um, because... I don't do confrontation well, you know? I think it'd be a good idea if maybe we lock this door so that, you know, we can feel a little bit more safe in here until we get in touch with the rest of the gang. That sounds like a beautiful idea. Do you know how to lock these doors? No. Uh, we need a code, right? Do we have the code? I, I think it was Joel who had the code. Um... I think we can lock them here from comms. I'm back for two seconds. What? Joel, Joel, come in, Joel. Joel? Yeah. Hey, um, we're back at comms. All, all of you fucked off, huh? Yeah, we're uh, downstairs in biology, checking out goo. Hey, how about you um, um, give us the, the, the code for the door real quick so we can lock it? Because there's some freaky shit going on in here. Which door? The, the ones to the ladder, because um, uh, wh- where, where are you guys? Like I said, biology. Yeah, um, this thing wasn't opening towards biology, so it's all of use. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to have this door shut real quick. Um, you have the code for that, right? Do you need help? Uh, yeah, actually, I'd love help. Um, but, um, if you're offering, yeah, um, I think there's a thing, or there's at least a thing okay. that's not any of us. Stop talking. That just went down this ladder. <laughs> be there. And, uh, yeah, Joel's going to, um talk to his, the people around him, but he's going to depart from biology to go help Sid. Alright, I'm gonna go ahead and get everybody back then. Yeah, so uh, Joel gets off the radio um, and uh, he just like looks at everyone in the biology lab and he says, Sid's at comms, something went down, he needs help. I'm moving out. You either stay or you come with, and Joel leaves. I look down to Dr. Kane to like see if she's like gonna start moving with us and like I grab the yeah let's go uh Sid's gonna be be kind of standing there and the 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 suspicious door that flamethrower is just it's trained on it and he's like he's like shaking he's not doing well uh I think the ladder leads up like right between the comm room and the suspicious room if that's the med bay that you're referencing yeah, so 100%, Joel, you and the rest of your friends are about to burst through that door that uh, Sid has his flamethrower pointed at. Sid, how under control are you? Do we need to make you roll, or are you good? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. He's kind of freaking out here. Um, All right, why don't you go ahead and roll ri- wisdom for me real quick? Oh, my God. Oh, great. <laughs> okay, cool. Um... It's not one of my good stats, guys. I'm going to be honest. Um, I'd, I'd like to point out that I let him have the yes. option, and then he was like, I don't know, man. No, that, I am still totally on point. I will take this. Let's go. As we're walking, as we're running towards the door, can Marisha be yelling, Sid? No, no, I, I passed. That was a pass. Okay, <laughs> you, 
You see Joel burst through that door and you almost squeeze the trigger to activate the flames. And then you just barely do not. Fucking hell, man. Yeah. Uh, I think Joel, like, immediately closes distance and, like, grabs the flamethrower and just, like, points it up and away. And he looks at Sid and says, the hell is going on? Uh, that door, it closed. And uh, none of yous were going down there. You, you were in biology? Yeah, we were in biology. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, you probably passed it then. Passed what? I'm, I'm assuming a big fuck-off tentacle monster, if I'm not, not mistaken. Everybody go ahead and roll me a wisdom. I nat one, so that's a pass. <laughs> that God, is the <laughs> biggest fail with a nat 20 I could have possibly gotten. <laughs> Pass. Fail. Everybody who passed, you notice that the uh, camera system is down. There is nothing but static showing on the monitor. I think Joel slowly lowers the the flamethrower that Sid's carrying once he notices that. And um, he glances back to everyone else and says, um, we need to get that cable functional so we can call surface. We, We can't keep doing this. Um... Hey, you, why were you guys in the biology lab? Well, I'm going to tell you, and you're not going to like what you hear. Okay, that's a great way to start the story. So I looked at the goo in a microscope. Good news is it's human. Bad news is not all of it is human. What happened was explosive cell death. These, these I, for lack of a better term, I'm calling them viruses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in that material and what happened was those viruses or whatever they are tried to inject material into the cell's nucleus and they did it so fast that it blew it right up and it did it on a massive scale thus turning the the previously uh, whole clear into a a pile of goo yes yes and we found Wallace or what's left of him and uh also go also go found the same found the same thing joel clears his throat and says well now that we're all caught up about the goo can we get a move on and reconnecting this cable mm-hmm. yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on <laughs> we need to get suited up yeah all right i'm gonna need 30 minutes to purge the suits before they're ready to put people in again can, can i help can can we make this faster? Um, you know, more more hands make for quick quick work, right? I I can hold the spanner. Yes, if if he can do it properly, it absolutely can help you, and you guys can do it in fifteen then. Uh, if you can do it properly, so we can try. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You got a user's manual. You got a an SDS. You got something. You know, point me at the thing. Give me a, a spanner, and uh, let's go. So I think if Sid's going to help out with the whole suit thing, considering how he was handling the flamethrower, Joel's going to keep looking at him, and he's going to say, Do you want me to take that? Fucking yes, I would. Um, can you please? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and, oh, God, uh, I yes. think that's the um, best decision that Sid has made this entire campaign. I, I, um, can I just say I, I, that that's the best decision Sid's made this entire campaign? <laughs> Hey, big beefy marine guy, take the real weapon that I built. I, I can't use it. Yeah. Um, You're sweating yeah. an awful lot there. <laughs> Your hands are shaky. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, let's see. Joel still has that slingshot that he was given before. Yeah, right? correct. I, I don't want, I don't want nothing to do with with let's, that no let's trade weapons he'll give you the slingshot and he'll take the giant fuck off flamethrower <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah i guess this is a bit more my speed uh, quite honestly i'm not a weapons guy i um you know I, I built it and then i was like what the hell do i do with this and then you know Tig, he was going to be getting in the suit and i was like well he likes flames but he's going to be in the suit so i should probably have it and then uh, it's not all for right me. mate I'm, all right mate I, yeah, all right i'm panicking she'll be right it's all I'm right, sorry. mate. <laughs> Come on, let's try and get these dudes, right? Let, yeah? Mm-hmm. Let's. Mm-hmm. The suits are down near the moon pool. Yeah, I know. And this, if we do it right, it should take 15 minutes. 
Are you guys all gonna head down together then? Like, whole party? Since uh, that's where, like, the last monster s- sighting kind of was. I guess the second to last at this point. Um, yes, especially since Joel has a flamethrower now. He'd like to um, take point and, like, make sure we're not gonna get uh, Claire. Alright, so, Joel... <laughs> get Claire. So, Joel, when you... Uh, <laughs> You climb down the ladder, and it's a little bit awkward, sort of fitting through some of these uh, some of these portholes, just because of the giant propane tank that you have on your back now. But when you make your way down to the moon pool level, you can immediately see the two desiccated bodies that are surrounded by this Claire goo. Yeah, it's are there like uh, maybe tarps or something that we could just throw over those? <laughs> Yeah, you can find a couple of tarps um, yeah. in some nearby lockers. Let's just do that. So why didn't they turn to goo? I was just going to ask that. Well, we can stand around asking questions for the next 24 fucking hours or we can get to work. Well, we're just sitting here waiting for the suits to get purged, aren't we? I'd say that me and you got a lot of time to try to figure things out. Now poke a dead body then if you want. I go and poke it. <laughs> <laughs> I could have put it on a slide here, but uh, not really much we can do with it. Um, seeing that Dr. Kane needs to get the suits all figured out. Anybody else have any experience with uh, microscopes? Yeah, but Why don't we, um, if we have 15 minutes to kill, why don't we just take a moment to secure the submarine, make sure there's nothing weird like in it or going on around it. There's another body in there. Right as you go in, uh, it's it's all sorts of fucked up, uh, but he died of uh, more natural causes than the rest, I would guess. He didn't turn to goo, is what I'm getting at. God, this is a fucking shit show. That's in the construction sub? Aye. So then the one we'd be taking out of here if we had to is clean. Uh, I believe so. In theory. And still a lot of you can pilot it just fine? I got no problem with closed-in spaces. Okay, I think Joel just kind of has like a uh, blank look across his face for a moment, um, as if he's thinking. And he just slowly nods and will uh, begin checking out the sub. Just like the perimeter of it. It looks in good shape. It seems like it would be ready to go. The only problem is is that you uh, have more than five people. That's a... uh, thing we'll have to debate when the scuba mission <laughs> finishes oh god alright they're purged there's another problem too even if we all get in that sub and there's no boat up at the top waiting for us we're gonna have a problem getting decompressed one thing after a fucking another we better get this cable set up then yeah yeah right. one, one thing at a time yeah yeah I start getting in the suit Okay, and uh, Marisha will help as necessary. Okay. So, Tig, I'm going to give you advantage on your con roll because you've done this before. You know what to expect. Sid, go ahead and roll me constitution because this is about to suck. Real quick, before that happens, can I, like, wrap my arms around him in case he starts panicking? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can uh, you can go ahead and give him a minus two. Okay. I I passed. No, uh, it's it's Sid going right. It's Sid McMillan that's going out there. Is it? No, Sydney? I thought I'm it was Sidney. It's Sidney the Oh, I I fucked up. That's my apology. Okay, so Sidney yeah. <laughs> is probably going to be fine. I apologize. That's my fault. Yeah, because she's she's the diving lady, isn't she? Yeah. Dog, that's the problem. I thought that we would be fine with a Sid and a Sydney, and I would be able to keep everything straight. And, well, <laughs> this I is fucking the first lied, time. It's so okay. thanks for calling me out on it. All right, all right. It, 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 it's fine. Uh, <laughs> As Sydney's uh, getting the, the goo poured on her, Percy will say, uh, Oh, I hope you scratched your back beforehand. That's the worst part. And I shoot a wink at Tig. I see Percy's wink, but seeing how serious the situation is, I just, like, kind of glare back at him. Uh, Sydney, why don't you go ahead and roll me a con check? 
at minus two. She's just, she goes, don't worry, this is just a preemptive measure. It's, it, it's gonna suck. Okay, I pass. So as this sort of pink viscous liquid gets up and over your nose, Sydney, you start to breathe it in and at first you panic just a little bit because it doesn't feel natural and you have to breathe so very deeply, but then you realize that your brain is still functioning properly. You can still look around, you can still see, and everything just kind of feels fine. And so, uh, you guys are ready. Uh, I guess I should roll to see if, like, um, I know where the equipment is that I will need to, um, perform this. Oh, you 100% know that. You've drilled this a thousand million times. No problem. You don't even have to roll. Like, you guys can just jump in and then deafen yourselves because I'm about to deal with the rest of the party. Okay, cool. Okay. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somehow being part of the group that's not deafened is even worse. It really is. <laughs> it makes me feel important. It makes me feel unsafe. It means things are happening that the others can't yeah. know about. Chuckles, <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> so... You watch as Tig and Sydney uh, jump out into the abyss. Percy, Joel, Sid, and Dr. Keen. What are you guys doing now? So I think um, Joel wants to like look at Percy and I guess Keen too, since she's still here. And she was the first one looking at uh, things through a microscope. And he'll ask, you guys want to go check out the slide that was pulled from the dead bodies underneath that tarp? While we're waiting? Uh, I should stay here and monitor them. Because when they get back, they're going to need someone's help to get out of them. And it's they've got a limited amount of time. And uh, Ty should know that. Jill nods. He'll uh, turn to uh, Sid. And he'll say, um, Fluids guy, you think you and I can have a word upstairs? Some things I want to get for my stuff at the dorms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. God, you guys, what, have a pot, uh, Keen and Percy, you have a pot of coffee and two pool sticks? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Great. A pot of coffee um, and two pool sticks. Wait, this coffee here? It is empty at this point. Uh, Fucking Tim, man. I think you said at the beginning of this I had a taser. Now, is it a shooty taser or, like, a stun gun? It's a, it's a stun gun. Okay. Um... In that case, he's going to clarify that we're only going to the male dorms, which isn't that far away upstairs to radio if anything happens, but he's going to... I don't know which of the two of you looks like you can handle a weapon better than the other, so he's just going to kind of awkwardly hold out the stun gun for whoever wants to take it. I think Dr. Keen by far seems the most trustworthy with anything that you're going to give out. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Well, then, I guess it's been decided. (laughs) She doesn't even wait. She just reaches out and takes it. There we go. <laughs> uh, Percy and Dr. Keen, could you please uh, deafen yourselves as oh, no. Joel oh, no. and Sid <laughs> make their way towards the male dorms? I, I think going into the male dorms, because at the beginning of this, I said that Joel like brought his duffel bag and threw it into one of the bunks. Like That was one of the first things he did. So, um... He, he kind of just, like, walks in and goes over to his duffel bag and um, opens it and begins rummaging through it uh, a little carelessly. Um, probably almost kind of like he doesn't really know what he's looking for until he finds it. It's that sort of uh, rummaging, but he will... And he doesn't really say anything um, as this is going on, but he eventually pulls out a um, small, slim, framed picture and stares at it quietly for maybe an awkward period of time. Is that what we're, we're down here for, Joel? Takes him just a moment, and then he'll uh, turn to you, Fluid Sky, and he'll um, approach you with the picture, and he'll uh, hold it out and say, It's uh, someone important to me. And it's just a picture of like a little ten-year-old girl. And he says... Um, 
Fluid Sky, to be honest, you're the only one here that I've really gotten to know. And considering what's going on, I know the sub can only handle five people. Um, security. When they get back, once things are set up, I'm gonna stay behind. Oh. That's not what I was expecting you to say. Um. It's my job. And he just kind of shrugs and, um, probably stays quiet for just another moment before following up with. But I'm telling you this so that when you get back, you can find her. And he just, like, gestures at the picture and let her know what I've always wanted her to know. Daddy's a hero. And he, uh, fishes into his pocket and, like, pulls out his wallet and just hands it over and says, everything you need to find out anything about me should be in there. Okay. Um. Got it. Yeah. Um. Man, dude, that's a, that's a lot to just, like, put on somebody. That's so is uh, people turning into goo. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's a, that's a lot, but at least I can, man. And he uh, glances down his picture again. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do it for you. Um, we'll, we'll all get out of here. I'll, we'll figure out some way. He very slowly nods. Hey, man, we, we figured out, you know, weirder things, you know? You know, maybe there'll be just less of us. Oh, oh God. Um, that's not the right thing to think about, but I'm happy you're the guy with the flamethrower. That's all I'm saying. Again, he kind of just slowly nods. And, um, yeah, when we get out of here, um, we'll make sure that, that she knows. You're my hero, Joel. He slowly lowers the picture and places it onto the bed next to his bag, and he walks over to you and nods again. I, I described him as a little bit of a shorter guy, but he, like, reaches up and puts one of his strong hands on your shoulder and looks up at you and says, um, like I said, you're one of the only ones I got to know down here. Yeah. Um, I, I don't do this, this talking thing too good, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah, you can see it on Joel's face. Like, he has no idea on how to express himself during any of this. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. It, we're all getting out of here if I have anything to say about it. Um, how, how hard can it be, you know? Joel nods. And he says, "Right, thanks, Sid." Yeah, yeah. And I'll I'll hold on to this. I'll I'll, I'll keep it safe. Um, and he's gonna put it in his breast pocket. Great. This is incredibly awkward, and it's very visible on Joel when he does this. But he like goes to pull you in for like a man hook. Uh, yeah, and and Sid will do the the he'll do the pat with the one hand, you know. And mm-hmm. the other hand is just going to be kind of down by his side, you know, the... As that happens, you immediately begin to absorb into Joel, and these tentacles begin to wrap around you, and your cells begin to die immediately. And you feel as your entire being is being sucked into this amorphous sort of liquid, and everything around you begins to go dark and Sid. You are now one of the things. Welcome to our cabal. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Follow our podcast network on Twitter at Time to Die RPG. The Deep is GM'd by Tim Demuse at Ida Grab Your Gun. Colin Tig Ward was played by Chris Riley at Chris Riley LCP. Dr. Marie Shakin was played by Aubrey Gray at Aubrey Gray One. Joel Lawrence was played by Chris, aka Critically Accursed at C Accursed. Valhalla Perseus Nunez, a.k.a. Percy, was played by Eric S. Pat, at ES underscore Patty Cake. 
Sid McMillan was played by Samuel, at Samsalot007. Sidney Clark was played by Robin Hot, at D-I-O-X-I-A-R-I-O. All of these Twitter links and more can be found in the episode description. If you're enjoying the show so far, we would be so grateful if you would rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It would also help us immensely if you would tell a friend about us, or just post about us on social media. And if you'd like to hang out and even play tabletop role-playing games with us, we have a Discord link in our episode descriptions, or you can find all of our content at timetodierpg.com. We appreciate you listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Deep. I'll try to go slow so you can really shuffle it in your mouth.